Uh, if you have your Bibles, I, this week I was uh, praying and I, I really, I, I was listening uh, to worship songs and I really, the Lord touched my heart about, I, I thought about, I don't know that people really get how much God loves them and what he wants to do for them. I mean, how many of you think your, and this is probably the best way I can put it in perspective, how many of you think that your grandchildren really understand the depth of love that you have for them? So I didn't say children because a lot of times when you have those first children, they're the ones that you learn on. <laughs> we had children at the house and they weren't, you know, and then we had grandchildren. We had grandchildren. Our grandson Landon was sitting on the counter in our kitchen and he was cracking nuts. And I told him, I said, now, son, I said, be careful. You're going to get those nuts all over the place. He was just a little guy. He'd crack them and those shells would go flying every place. And I said, be careful, you're going to get those shells all over. And Debbie said, oh, he's fine, let him go. <laughs> My children immediately looked, and I said, that would have never happened when we were kids. <laughs> and there's just something unique. We know that he's our father, but how many of you know he's also your grandfather, because he's the grandest father you've ever had. Amen. And so I, I want to speak to you for a moment today on whose well are you drinking from? We traveled for years, and I learned that water doesn't taste the same everywhere you go. I was preaching... We, we, we were doing a revival in a place called Maynard, Arkansas, and we were staying out on a farm where the alarm clock was a rooster. And I'll tell you what, I'll tell, let me tell you how bad the rooster was. The guy that owned the farm after I left got up with a shotgun and shot the rooster through his bedroom window because <laughs> that rooster couldn't. I think he thought the moon was the sun, and he'd finally had enough of it, so he just had a shotgun by his bed and got up and shot that rooster, and I'm sure they had chicken and dumplings that day. But it was, it was a, a place that was far removed, Warm Springs, Arkansas, and their water had, there was a lot of lime rock there. So their water had this taste to it, and when we were sitting at the table, they said, wait till you drink our water. And we, and we thought, and so we tasted the water, and they said, this is the best water in the world. And we thought it was supposed to be a joke. But they weren't laughing. And I'm thinking, man, these people's taste buds are really messed up. Because I, I, when I drank that water, that lime in that water, I wasn't used to that. And it was like, and my system wasn't used to that. I didn't even know Montezuma knew where Warm Springs, Arkansas was. <laughs> but it, it, it just messed with you. And so, you, you, you know, you went to different place to place. And, 
And, and today, in, where I live at, I live in a place called Morley, Missouri. Everybody say Morley. And when I first moved to Morley, Morley had great water. Man, I'd open it up and drink it right out of the tap. But over the last few years, when I've drawn water to take a bath, it looked like I was getting into a bathtub filled with tea. And so I quit drinking that water a long time ago because I don't trust it. Everybody say, he doesn't trust it. You see, you need to be careful about what you put in your mouth. We spend a lifetime teaching our children, don't put that in your mouth. How many times did we have uh, in, when our children were growing up that we took and put a pulling pennies out of their mouth or, or pulling uh, pencils or, you know, whatever. It, it, it just went in their mouth. Whatever was in their hand ended up going in their mouth. And how many of you know that everything isn't supposed to go in your mouth? As a matter of fact, and there's a lot of stuff that shouldn't be coming out of your mouth. I'm talking about what well are you drinking from? And so I begin to think about how thirsty an individual can get. Let me read a couple of scriptures for you and we'll get started. It says, this is Psalms 42 and 1. It says, as the deer longs for streams of water, so I long for you, O God. Now, I'm not the avid deer hunter that a lot of you are, but I like to hunt. I don't get the opportunity like I used to. But one of the things that I look for if I get the opportunity to go into the woods before season begins, I'll look for a watering hole because I know that I'm going to find tracks of deer around a place that they can refresh themselves. And here the psalmist reflects on that. He said, as a deer longs for streams of water, so I long for you, O God. In Psalm 63 and 1, it said, O God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole, body belong, or my whole body longs for you in this parched and weary land where there is no water. Here the writer speaks of more than just a natural thirst for water, but a longing for a refreshing. Listen to what he says again. My whole body longs for you in this parched and weary land where no water is. Have you ever been there? Have you ever found yourself in a place where it's not just your throat that's crying out for, from thirst, but every fiber in your body is longing to be renewed and refreshed? Everybody say, every fiber. So here's what I want you to understand, is that whatever happens in the natural world there's a spiritual correlation to. It's all right, folks. Babies are going to be babies. That's why we have nurseries. <laughs> so one of the ushers may be, be able to help her show her where the nursery's at. 
And so what, what we do is we learn to quench our natural thirst, but sometimes we haven't learned how to handle our spiritual thirst or that longing. I thought about how your body, when I talk about when he says my whole body longs for it, I understand that. I was, we were in Mexico on a mission trip, and we were in a village that was far removed, so there was no running water there. We were pouring a concrete floor, and the sun was hot. There was no breeze, and we had worked. When I say pouring a concrete floor, I'm not talking about ordering a cement truck to come in. I'm talking about five, taking buckets and dumping sand and rocks and taking cement bags and slashing them open and dumping them into a mixer and then dumping that into a wheelbarrow and then wheeling that around through gravel and dirt and rock to get it to where we were at and dumping that in and we did that all day long and it got so hot and then after that there was a school there was a little school in that village right across from it and so there were kids out there playing soccer and we went out there with them after working like that and started playing soccer the day ended and I didn't realize how hot I had gotten and we were walking, and I felt something happening to my body. I, I literally felt like I was about to pass out. And we came walking around this corner, and there was a river there. And the young men that were with me, I had a group of teenagers, and the young men that were with me immediately started saying, oh, Pastor Rick, can we, can we jump in the, the river? Can we jump in the river? And normally I would say, no, absolutely not because of danger involved. You know, I didn't, I, the last thing I wanted to was to lose a child, you know, on a mission trip. But I, my, it was like in my mind, my body was saying, get in that river get in that river I literally felt like I was about to fall out there on the spot and I looked at the young man and I said let me get in first and make sure it's all right can we get in pastor give me a minute and I'm telling you, there was something that happened to me immediately upon entering that place of refreshing. And I realized something. It wasn't just my throat that was thirsty. My whole body longed to be refreshed. It reminds me a story of a young lady that is making her way to a well in Samaria. Jesus has arrived there and he's sitting by that well and she showed up at noon. When she showed up, just the, the, the act of her being there and she just set her pot down and Noon. It's not when you go to draw water. You don't draw water in the heat of the day. And women typically would not travel alone by themselves in that time. 
but they would go in the morning and they would gather together. But she's tired of gathering together where everybody else is. Because while everybody else is smiling and greeting each other, when she shows up, she's the butt of everybody's joke. They lash out at her life. They talk about what she's done and where she's been. And how many husbands? Up to five, isn't it? She's living with a guy that she's not married to. Five exes and one that won't commit. And she shows up in the heat of the day because she would rather deal with the heat than deal with the tongues. And Jesus sees her coming. And he looks at her and he said, draw me a water to drink. She looked at him and the first thing that came out of her mouth is, you're a Jew. There's a prejudice that she's been exposed to. A prejudice that's built into her and she doesn't even recognize it. You have to understand something. When it comes to, everybody say race. I, I am so tired of hearing about the race card. Can I set you straight? There's only one race. There's, there is only one race, and that's the human race. Now, you may have some genes in you that cause your skin to be a little darker or a little lighter than mine, but there is only one race, and that's the human race, and we're all brothers and sisters together. But because this has been perpetrated on her and put down on her and she's expecting somebody else to lash out at her, she's taken back and she said, you're a Jew and I'm a Samaritan. This is what I'm used to. You've got nothing to do with me. And he bypassed that completely. And he said, I'm not going to get sucked into your stuff. I'm not going to get pulled into your trash. I'm not going to lower myself uh, to where you've been drugged through. Uh, but what I am going to tell you uh, is it doesn't have to stay the way it's been. Uh, and he looked at her and he said, if you knew who I was, uh, you would ask water from me. Uh, and I'd give you water uh, that would cause you to never thirst again. Gotta admit, she's gotta be thinking. <laughs> he, just, he just asked me for a drink. This guy doesn't even have a rope. How's he gonna? And she looked at him and said, You don't have a bucket. You, you don't have any rope. How are you going to get that water? And then she looked at him and said that Eva, are you greater? Go ahead. Are you greater? Than our father Jacob. Than our father Jacob. Who gave us this well. Who gave us this well. Say it one more time. Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us this well? One more time. Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us this well? Well, let me ask you. Is he greater than your past? <laughs> that's, that's what she's saying. She's saying, are, are you greater than my past? Are you greater than my father Jacob that gave me this well? Or, you know, he drank from it and, and, and 
the, the animals drink from it. And, and Jesus is saying, yeah, and they keep drinking from it, and they're never satisfied. If you drink from this well, you're going to thirst again because this is never going to satisfy you. You're drinking from the wrong well. But if you drink from the water that I'll give you, it'll become a well in you that springs up into everlasting life. And for the first time in her life, she begins to see hope. And she looked at him and she said, Give me this water. Can I have some of this water? So I don't have to drink. So I don't ever have to drink or thirst again. And I don't have to come back here. And I don't have to come back here. To this place. To this place. How would you like it if God were to touch you in a way? that you never have to come back to the place you've been. You never have to revisit those fears. You never have to revisit that hurt, that you can let go of that bitterness. How would you like it if he made that offer for you? He told her, he said, if you drink from this well, you'll get thirsty again. Because this well will not satisfy you. Everybody say, it's Jacob's well. If you look at the Greek definition there for the word well that follows Jacob's name, our father Jacob gave us this well. This is the definition of that well. It's a hole in the ground. That is a cistern or a well figuratively an abyss as a prison, well, or a pit. We keep drawing from that well and just keeps getting deeper all the time. Drawing from our past and we just make the hole deeper than it already was. It is a prison. And how many of you understand that God wants to set you free from your past. And so he begins to engage her in conversation. And the only way you can ever get free from your past is acknowledge you had one. Oh, I, I was there when he walked on water. The Bible said that all have sinned. I don't care what preacher you listen to. I don't care what singer you heard that made you feel a certain way. The scripture said all have sinned. We all started out in the same boat. See, what happens is in our mind, we separate ourselves and we create that prejudice and we don't even know it. Oh, he's a preacher. Yeah. But I got up just the same way you did this morning. Amen. Put my pants on the same way you did. I might have struggled a little bit more than you did to get them on, but <laughs> they all went on the same way. And... I need him the same way you need him. Yes. Amen. Amen. So he asks her to acknowledge 
or past. Go get your husband. I don't have a husband. Well, you spoke the truth because you've had five and the guy you're living with won't marry you. And her response to that is immediately, oh, you must be a prophet. Let me ask you a question. They say that this mountain is the place that we should worship, but the Jews say Jerusalem. Everybody say bait and switch. She doesn't want to deal with the past, so she's trying to change the topic. How many times have we done that? All of a sudden, somebody starts to minister to you, and it's starting to get a little intense. Such a beautiful dress you've got on. Where did you get that? I'm meaning to ask you, where do you get your nails done? Oh, oh, by the way, did you, what about them cards? Well, I figured somebody would cheer. Well, okay, how about this? How about them cubs? Y'all ain't right. That just illustrates my point. You're cheering for a team that is already lost. No, I'm kidding. here's, Here's my point is we get so committed to something. Now, listen to what I'm saying. We get so committed to something that no matter what it, no, no matter if it's going to take us down, we're hanging on to it. No matter if it's going to, well, I may be a Cubs fan and we may be losing, but we lose in style. I may be a Cardinals fan, but I'm smart enough that when they're losing to change teams. <laughs> It's about commitment. Everybody say commitment. And so, what are you committed to? What well are you drinking from? Are are we so entrenched with drinking from a hole in the ground that we're missing what God has to offer us? Let me talk about this for a minute because I want you to see more than just a girl at a well. I want us to see ourselves here. Everybody say messed up relationships. Can anybody understand that? Anybody in here ever have a messed up relationship? This is what I want you to see. And I hope you get this. He knew. He knew she'd been married five times. He knew She was living with a man she wasn't married to. But he did not throw that in her face. He looked at her and he said, you go get your husband. And and she's trying to sidestep it. But what he's doing and she doesn't realize it is he's saying today can be the first day of the rest of your life. Today I'm going to change everything for you. You don't have to hide in the shadows anymore. You don't have to feel like you don't count anymore. And so he reaches for her. She'd question her self-worth going through five husbands. Man, what's wrong with me? You know, it's an amazing thing, but if you, if you study, you'll find out women that marry men that abuse them 
if they divorce them, they marry another man that abuses them because it's what's become normal for them. And so they're drawn to people that are telling them they're no good. They're drawn to people that are putting them down and they think that that's who they are. But I've got news for you. That is not who you are. You've got your, your identity confused. That's not who you are. And let's talk about that for a minute, confused identity. Because we have people today that are telling you, you can't look at the birth certificate to determine whether you're a male or a female. Really? Do you know, now this, I, I, this may make you laugh, but this is really sad. That there are laws that are being passed that are going to put your children in jeopardy. Your little girls in the public school system that if a boy says, well, I identify as a lady, that he gets to walk in to her bathroom. He could expose himself. He could do anything in there. Not in my house. Not in my house. Don't you think that children have enough stuff that they're wrestling with that we don't need to pile on to them? We don't need to add that on to them? Come on. God made you, and God does not make mistakes. You are created in the image of God. He has a purpose and an intent for your life. Don't let other people identify who you are. Let God be God. But we hear so many voices telling us other things. And we start believing the other voices. And so we're drinking from a hole that just keeps getting deeper and deeper. When she starts talking about worship, and she said... Well, Jews say you're supposed to worship at Jerusalem, but our fathers tell us in this mountain. I want you to listen to what Jesus said to her. He, he says to her first, he said, look, the time is coming and it is now here where you're not going to worship in that mountain or at Jerusalem, but the true worshiper will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Now, people miss what he said next, and it's important you get this. He said, you don't even know what you're worshiping. We have a culture that has spun out of control. And they don't even know what they're worshiping. But it's not a time to point a finger and accuse. It's in time, it's time to invite them to drink from a different well. It's time to let them know that God loves you, God cares about you, and he's got something so much better for you than you're experiencing now. What if the only way you measured life was by your first exposure to life? Well, what happened when you were first exposed, Pastor? Some stranger slapped me. 
delivered from my mama's womb and say, forget this, I'm going back. (laughs) You can't allow circumstances and what you've gone through to cause you to feel like that's who you are. I'm just somebody that's going to get slapped around my whole life. That it's not who you are. He came to her and he let her know who she was. And he, he told her, he said, you can drink from this water. And all of a sudden, she, she, got, she got up from there and she looked at him. And don't forget your microphone when you get up. And she got, she got up from there and she, she looked at him and she said, give me that water. Give me that water. She, she was so excited to think that life could finally change for her to see a Jew that's not condemning her, to see someone that loves her. Can I tell you, it doesn't matter what you've been through or what you're going through or what you're wrestling with God loves you he cares about you he wants the best for you so he invites her to drink from his well everybody say his well his well oh this is where it gets good so here's what his well is when he he says now listen to what he says but the water that I shall give him shall be in him. He said, if any man drink from this well, for this water, he's going to thirst again. He said, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Everybody say, a well, a well. In, him. in him. It's not someplace I've got to, go. got to go. It's inside me. He said, if you drink from my water, it'll get in you. If you drink from my well, it'll become a part of you. The definition in Greek for Jacob's well was a hole in the ground or a prison. But the well that's used when Jesus says this, the Greek definition of it is through the idea of gushing plumply. I'm trying to lose some of this. But come Thanksgiving, all bets are off. Because me and that turkey are going at it. And I can tell you right now, I'm going to win. I'm going to win. Gushing plumply. Listen, everybody say gushing. So think about this. Did you ever think about the fact that he, he gushes over you? Is your boyfriend here? No, not today. Oh. <laughs> Tell me his name again. William. Will, Will yeah. right? Will. Does Will ever gush over you? <laughs> does he? <laughs> does it, how's it make you feel? Good. <laughs> does he gush a lot or a little? A lot. A lot. A lot. You better watch it, Paul. <laughs> a lot. Did, did you get that? Uh, did you see her face? Yes, he does. <laughs> a little or a lot? A lot. <laughs> He gushes a lot. Do you want me to tell him to stop it? No. No. Why would you think that you serve a God that doesn't care about you when he would rather go to the cross for you than live without you? Why would it seem a strange thing to you, and I probably, you probably never thought of it, but that God... 
gushes over you. That's my girl. That's my girl. She can, you ever hear her sing? Ever see her dance? I remember when we first came here and Debbie asked, is it okay if I share this? Okay, thank you. I figure it's too late now. When we first came and Debbie asked Jasmine to sing a song, I guess you were 14, 13 or 14 at the time. How old are you now? 21. Doesn't seem possible. And Debbie asked her to sing a song and and she started to tear up. It, she was frightened. And the first thing Debbie did was say, oh, no, 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 you don't have to. You don't. Because she would never do anything to hurt her. Now, I want you to get this. I know she, you belong to Paul and Gina. But when we came, we took you as our own. It's hard for you to fathom that. How could God do that. Well, if you can do it, where do you think you get the capacity to do that? Paul, you, you, I promise you, you never have to worry if I'm in the vicinity and anybody ever tries to hurt her. If you're not there, you're not going to have to worry because I'm going to take care of it. You say, well, pastor, you shouldn't talk like that. Really? What would you rather I say, that I'm just going to sit by and watch you take a beating? No, you need to understand that God loves you too much to let the world chew you up and spit you out. He is not going to stand by while you take a beating. He gushes over you. The word means a fount that is a source or a supply, now watch this, of water, blood, and enjoyment. He said, this well's going to cost me something. I know it. I'm going to dig it with my own blood. It'll cost me my blood. You'll be able to have a refreshing for it, and you'll be able to enjoy it, but you need to understand that I'm going to give my life's blood so you can draw from this well. That's the definition. I didn't create that. A fountain or a well. So one day... He takes away all her fears, all the excuses that we generate. How many of you, you know, how many of you have ever lost your temper before? Raise your hand if you've ever lost your temper. Really? Okay, now let me ask you a question. Those of you that have ever lost your temper, how many of you, now, now it's going to get a little tough on you, but how many of you tried to justify losing it? They had it coming! I'm a man of God. Don't mess with me. We, but what he does, he does something to her. He does something for her that causes her to quit trying to justify herself, and all she's interested in now is that water. And so, do you ever hear the old saying, you can take a, no, it's no reflection on you. You can take a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. All he does is he gives this invitation 
that says, whosoever will, let them come. And that day, she was expecting to walk away with a pot that had been a burden for her for years. And she was going to continue to walk back and forth with it. But Jesus said, I want to show you another well that can change your life completely. I want you to see a place that you can go to. And if you draw from this place, you're not just going to be refreshed. You're going to be transformed. And so, and, and so she... She took the plunge. Everybody say she took the plunge. And when she came out of there, she was different than she had ever been. Do you know what she left behind? Everybody say a pot. Everybody say this, get rid of your pot. Get rid of your pot. <laughs> and drink from his well. <laughs> Natalie. You can that any way you want to. You have she, to. she goes back to where she lived. You're not going to believe this. I just met a man who told me everything I've ever done. And I've done some stuff. And he didn't judge me. He didn't condemn me. You, and so you have she to. begins to become an evangelist. <laughs> Karen, and all of a sudden, she starts to. going after them one after this. one. And they take the plunge. They just like they go in you and they experience it for themselves. It's incredible. They come back out. Now she's going it's after somebody else. And, and and they Arlene, come in, and as they're coming, and they're meeting him, I they make the statement. Oh they said, well, we believe because of what you said first, but now I've met him for myself. Hang on. There's plenty to go around. It takes some of us a little longer than others. Oh, oh my goodness. This one's anxious. This one's anxious. And so they kept coming. They kept revisiting and reliving. The scripture says, the, the, wait, whoa, there's another one? There's another one? Oh my goodness, that's a tall one. Oh, oh. Do you, I, I hope you get what I'm saying because he went to a place where they were at and it was the last day of the festival and he had seen all the routines and all the rituals and it broke his heart because he knew they were drawing from the wrong well and that day with a loud voice he cried out whosoever's thirsty let him come to me and drink and I'll give you a water that'll be like a fountain springing up inside of you you'll never ever have to come back to this place place again. Would you stand with me? So let me ask you this question. Are you ready for some joy in your life? Whoever told you that if you live your life for God, you'll never have any fun lied to you. My thinking is they didn't understand the definition of fun. I mean, I worked with some guys and they used to come in after the weekend was over and they said, we had such a time over the weekend. He said, I got so drunk, I threw up all over the place. Fun. 
I had one guy tell me, he said, man, he said, I woke up in somebody's house that I didn't even know whose house I was in. Fine. I want you to hear me. Jesus wouldn't have condemned you. He would have invited you to drink from a new well. A well that will revive you and refresh you. A well that can not just change your perspective for a day, but a well that can change your life forever. You've heard me say it before. If living for God had been about coming to a church and sitting on a pew, I would have never done it. I questioned everything in school to the point that teachers sometimes were almost on the verge of putting me out of the class. Because I wouldn't accept something just because you said it. When I came to God, I came the same way. I didn't accept it just because somebody said it. Because I'd heard from all kinds of voices in my life. I accepted it because God said it to me through his word. The scripture said, let every man be a liar. But I feel like this doesn't matter what you feel. But I think this doesn't matter what you think. And I'll do you one better. doesn't matter what I feel or what I think. What did he say? He said, For God so loved the world that he gave. He gave his only begotten son. Who said that? Jesus did. He could have said this, For God so loved the world that he gave me. It was Jesus that was speaking. He gave his only begotten son that whoever believes on him wouldn't perish, but could have everlasting life. What was he saying? He's saying, he gave me so you don't have to ever drink from a hole in the ground again. But so you can have life and have it more abundantly. Now, I want you to hear me. You saw their illustration, those girls jumping in and coming out and the excitement in their voices. Some of them even wanted to go in twice. Once wasn't enough. It's not that he's not enough, it's that he's so good, I want more. So if you're in this place today and you say, Pastor, I want to draw from that well, I'm going to do something a little unusual. If you're in here and you haven't been baptized, I'm going to give you the opportunity right now. But Pastor, I'm not, I didn't have any clothes with me. I don't, I, 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 I'm not ready. That young lady 
was so tired of drinking from a hole in the ground that she left that pot and said, I won't ever need it again because what I just found is worth more than everything that I'm laying down. If you're here and you've never been baptized and you want to be baptized, I want you to come up right now. I'm going to count to three. By the time I get to three, I want you to come up. Come on up. Give her a hand as she's coming right now. Come on up. Come on up. They're going to, they're going to help you. It's Janet in the house. Somebody, or uh, Joyce, come on up. Help them. Okay. Okay, come on up. If, you, if you're here and, and, and you want to be baptized, go on. Or, or you, may, you may just want a refreshing. You may feel like naming and saying, man. You know, it's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> Because when Naaman found out he was going to have to go to the Jordan River and dip seven times, he got upset about it. How come I can't go down to those other rivers? They're a lot cleaner. Well, you can go down there if all you want is a bath. But if you want to be healed, you're going to have to do what he said to do. (laughs) So if you're here and you haven't been and you want to be, come on up. I'm getting ready to leave this microphone with Debbie. Come up here. Jazz, have you got your mic? Okay. She's going, she's going to take over in just a second. Or, now here's the deal. If you're in here and you say, Pastor, I just want a refreshing. I just want a refreshing. You can get that one or two ways. You can come up here and Debbie will pray for you. Or you can go back there and I'm going to hold you underwater. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just saying, we, we, get, we get in such a form and a fashion of what we do. And I'm telling you, when I got saved, folks thought I lost my mind because I was so excited about what he had done for me. That's been a lot of years ago, and I'm still excited about what he's done. So Debbie's going to give you the invitation. Go ahead. Come on, let's sing. Lord, spring up a well in us.
stretch your hands to heaven. Love what this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing for some those that have not been baptized. I'm going to baptize them. If they have, if, if they're wanting to renew commitment and be rebaptized, I'll do that. But if they're just wanting refreshing, they're going to walk in this well one way and go out a different way. In Jesus' name. Yeah.
deliver you today. And I'm just believing right now, if you need something before this service is over, we declare that it's done and your deliverance is coming. Throw away that jug. Throw away that water bottle. Drink from the well that you'll never need to thirst again. In Jesus' name. Come on, give him praise in the house. I want you to greet somebody right now. Come on, let that water drip from you. Embrace someone. Let his love be extended. Listen. May his face shine upon you and give you peace. Let this week be special. Let God bring people into your life that you're going to be able to speak to, to minister to. They're going to want what you have. Amen. You're dismissed in the name of the Lord. Take it with you when you go. Amen. God bless you.